When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks, and I'm standing in my kitchen to tell you that this episode I'm joined by comedian Babatunde Aleshe, who you may have seen most recently on Celebrity Gogglebox alongside Mo Gilligan. And if you haven't seen that, then you might want to after listening to this, because he's a very funny man who is a pleasure to chat to about the worst people and worst things imaginable. It's uncommon that somebody can be more angry about Bruno Mars than Tommy Robinson, but that's something that happened in this episode, so it's worth checking out. If you enjoy this episode or any of the other podcasts in our not inconsiderable back catalogue, then please subscribe and give us a rating. I'm not going to go into the reasons why it's helpful for us, but it really does help us, and you can blame Apple for the fact that their weird algorithms make us beg you for approval so we can get higher up the charts. They're also the reason that your house is probably full of different adapters and chargers that no longer work on your current phone or laptop. Thanks a lot, Apple. But thank you for listening and subscribing, because it is appreciated and as a mark of my appreciation i will leave you alone now to enjoy this episode of desert island dicks with babatunde aleshe Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian, actor and writer Babatunde Aleshe. How are you doing? How you doing, man? I feel like there should be a round of applause for me, bro. <laughs> I'm only joking, I'm only messing with you, man. I could put one in. How about that? I'll edit one in just for you. <laughs> Well, we're still hoping one day when things get back to normal, we can take the show on the road. But for now, as you can see, I'm sat in my kitchen. Uh, you get a nice view of my boiler, you know, so uh, yeah. we're get, keeping it back to basics. Uh, cool, man. That's cool. <laughs> so um, how did you find the process of choosing your uh, your dicks for the island today? Kind of easy. I'm not going to lie. I just thought of uh, people that upset me <laughs> whenever they <laughs> appear on my TV screen or whenever they appear in the news. And uh, yeah, I just had my free picks straight away, man. <laughs> nice, nice. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing him. Let's go straight in then. Who's your first choice? First choice would have to be Simon Cowell. Have to. Simon Cowell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, Fair enough. I think that this one's pretty, well, it's kind of self-explanatory. Like, you know, Simon Cowell, as, as great as a, a music mogul and a businessman that he is, I just feel like everyone kind of knows that he is just a dickhead like you know what I'm saying like even if it, it's what would be hilarious if he turned out to be a nice person I'd still be like yeah he's nice but he's a dick in it <laughs> you know what I'm saying so <laughs> that's why I chose him man 
He was my number one pick as well. Yeah. It's weird, like, these sort of people who kind of thrive off being known as dicks. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, you know, he really likes the pantomime villain kind of thing. But I just think if I was really well known... I'd rather just think people thought I was safe, you know? Like, <laughs> I was like a cool guy. Like, wouldn't that just be better? That know? would be better, but you can only go off... With him, you can only go off of what you see on TV and, like, you know, sometimes... He just he just has the look of a dickhead. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, especially nowadays that he's done, like, like all the surgery and his eyebrows yeah. and cheekbones look hilariously weird. It's just, like... Not only are you a dick within your personality, but now you actually look like one. So <laughs> that's that's why I chose him, you know. But um, yeah, you would expect someone with that kind of status to want to be known as the nice guy. Mm. Um, and as truthful as he is, you know, um, you can tell that he has he has to have that kind of dickhead side to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In a business like that. It's funny as well. I thought, sort of think that he's one of those people that's got like obviously got millions and millions of pounds oh, yeah. but always kind of looks like he could be trying a bit harder on his look <laughs> you know what I mean like it's something about kind of like sort of rich like multi-millionaire men who just go this is my look now stick into it yeah. one colour t-shirt you know that's right open like, open collar like you know showing the little bit of the chest hair no one wants to see that like you know what I'm yeah. saying and he's sort of like his hair is kind of it's sort of spiked up but it's also got that sort of weird center parting it's sort of like two brillo pads yes pick pick a side you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's had that look that hairstyle for a long time i feel like Mm. whoever he's uh he's his hairstylist is they did that and he was just like yeah i like what you did there we're gonna roll with this Forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Onto the yeah, day I die. This is me right here, but Yeah. Something clicked. Yeah. yeah. It's with the outfit thing. I think it's just like I, I wonder if all the millionaires get together and discuss it. Because Steve Jobs obviously always had the same outfit. I think Mark Zuckerberg only wears grey t shirts or something. And I saw something like an article about Mark Zuckerberg and he said something like, Oh, you know, I think the whole act of like going to your wardrobe in the morning and picking an outfit is a bit frivolous, you know, so you take that choice away. And I was like, You don't talk about frivolous, you run a website for people to post pictures of their breakfast. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't tell me we can't look good now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, everyone has their one look. As soon as you said that, Bill Gates came into mind. He's another one mm. who has, like, a very standard look. He doesn't try to, like... He doesn't experiment at all. I guess when you're that rich, it doesn't matter how you dress, whether it's Gucci or Primark or anything. The fact that I have billions in my bank account, I can buy these companies if I wanted to. So I think that's yeah. where that mentality... Like, if I was a billionaire tomorrow, best believe I don't care about <laughs> Nike or Adidas or Gucci or Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I'll just I'll wear Primark all day because I can, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my choice, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a weird thing though with Simon Cowell. It's like he's someone who just you can tell that he loves the power more than you know because he's obviously you know music is his thing. Yeah. He's been very successful, but I almost think like he doesn't really care about music at all. He just cares about being able to shatter dreams. I think he's like almost like a, like a, some kind of vampire. Like, you know, he sort of sucks the energy from like teenagers who yeah. sort of, you know, hopefully it's just the energy. But, um, you know, just as every time he crushes a dream, he gets a little bit stronger and more powerful. <laughs> it? Oh, you think you can sing? Well, guess what? You can't. 
burnt, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, next, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that is Simon Cowell. That is definitely uh, how he rolls. Uh, mm. And for that reason, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, he's so used to judging people. If you stuck on the desert island with him, he's going to be constantly judging everything you do. This and is say, and... exactly why I chose him. Because it's just like, I could... I, if there's one person... Well, obviously, I've got two more, but... I think one of the people I would not want to be stuck on a desert island is is definitely with someone who is judgmental, you know, especially mm. if you're trying, like, we're stuck on an island, yeah? <laughs> we're trying our best here and you've got this guy just judging you left, right and centre, everything that you do. So, like, I, would, I would hate that, man. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's going to be a tricky one. <laughs> okay, and uh, who would be your second choice? Second one was Gordon Ramsay. Mm, okay, yeah. Gordon Ramsay. I mean, for the cooking, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be stuck on an island with him because you know he'd make the food taste great. But other than that, him swearing all the time <laughs> and shouting at you, <laughs> like, that would just... Like, we would fight. I think between me, Simon, and uh, Gordon, me and Gordon would clash the most. Mm, yeah, we'd fight. Because yeah. I wouldn't take none of that from him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Already, I mean, it's a very sort of opinionated island, isn't it? With exactly. those two heavy hitters. Heavy know? hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just, I don't like the way uh, Gordon Ramsay's forehead is permanently wrinkled. <laughs> <laughs> every time I see it, every time I see it, I'm just like, oh my God, what the hell? And he's another one with some weird cheekbones. Like, he looks like an old baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, between his forehead and Simon Cowell's hair, I mean, you're just constantly going to be looking up you get a sore neck from just sort of staring up at them the whole time. Yeah, man. I, oh, God. I, I think I picked a crazy, a crazy bunch, a very angry bunch of people to be stuck in that. Yeah. Fireworks are definitely going to... Uh, well, sparks are going to fly, I reckon, oh, with this lot. 100%. I think both of those choices, they've got something in common where, like... They both do that thing that you get it in The Apprentice a lot where people kind of go, listen, if you want to make it in this business, you know, it's a tough industry. Right. You've got, to, you know, you've got to have a thick skin and you just think you're in charge of the industry. Just be nice. Like, you don't have to keep being a twat. Because, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you could make the change. You could be the catalyst for this. <laughs> you just enjoy it too much. That's why you got into this industry. You don't love food and music. You love shutting people just, down. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, man. I love, but I, I, as much as I can't stand Gordon Ramsay, I have to admit, I do love watching his shows just to mm. see him shout at people <laughs> and crush and crush dreams. Like you, yeah, you think that this is a nice egg? Well, guess what? You know, <laughs> this sucks. So yeah, I, that's why. I, as much as yeah, as much as I hate him, I, there is a a soft spot only because he makes me laugh. That's about it. I wonder if it's just something that, like, for decent people like you or I, you know, <clears throat> who sort of try not to sort of scream and shout at people. Right. The idea of being that sort of, like, having no safety valve and just being free to be as rude and, like, abusive <laughs> as possible. Maybe there's a certain sort of, you're like, wow, you can just do that. Yeah. What, what must that feel like? Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Especially because where I grew up, I grew up in Tottenham. And, um, yeah, if you started just randomly shouting at people... Uh, it could end pretty badly, so <laughs> you got you got to watch your tone, the way you talk to people. And Gordon Ramsay is just one of those guys where, yeah, he he would have had a hard time growing up where I grew up. But to mm. say that, I don't know where the hell he grew, you know, where he mm. where he grew up. So he might be tougher than I than I know. I read this thing about Gordon Ramsay recently that's just 
made me so angry that um, oh yeah because he's like a he's a real big car fan and wow. he's like collects Ferraris yeah so he's got a few quid obviously now like they're all these special edition Ferraris which you have to to be allowed to buy them by Ferrari you have to have so many Ferraris that you have to be like on their approved list to allow <laughs> you to spend like <laughs> wow like upwards of a million quid on one of these limited edition cars. Damn. And I saw an article about how when he gets it, he doesn't even bother to spec it himself. He just lets the dealer choose. He's like, oh, I've got a good relationship with the dealer. You you spec this one out for me. You choose the colour and everything. And you're like, how can you you're so, sort of be so interested that you're going to spend that much money, but also so bored of the idea that you're that, just like, oh, yeah, just bring it to me. Those are rich people problems. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's weird, like, isn't it? I wish I had that, but for taking the bus. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you check out which bus I'm going to take out this, today. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, yeah, that's rich people problems right there, man. I wish I had that kind of money though, but I wouldn't. I don't mm. think I'd I'd be going that far as to, you know, have a Ferrari collection. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, listen, you got you can do whatever you want with your own money. I can't tell anybody how to spend their money, but um, I think you know what's so funny. Like, I don't know. Like Britain's a bit different. Like in America, if you said that you had a Ferrari collection, people would be like, "Oh my god." You're the greatest. Like, they'd celebrate you. Yeah. But over here, it's kind of frowned upon to mm. uh, enjoy your money. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. To, to, to a yeah. certain extent. So, um, yeah. I, yeah, it, it, that, that doesn't surprise me. But at the same time, I can't judge him on that. I can just yeah. say, yeah, just spend your money, bro. <laughs> well, just don't come to them. Well, Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac said that uh, cocaine is God's way of telling you you've got too much money. And I reckon <laughs> beyond that, having like a Ferrari collection that you don't even spec yourself is is God really banging on your door going, dude, you definitely got too much money now. <laughs> well, I know a lot of uh, coke heads uh, from back in the day and they were broke. So I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. No, misquoting him there. But I think, yeah, Gordon Ramsay and Simon Cowell, that's a... Uh, I mean, you're just going to struggle to get anything. I mean, they're either going to be... I, I imagine they'd get on well and just shout at you. Yes, like, they, they wouldn't would. sort of cancel each other out. They'd just like direct it all at someone else because they'd sort of see each other in, in themselves, you know, mm. see themselves in each other. The only thing that's coming uh, good out of that that combination of people is good food and hopefully a good selection of, well, a good playlist. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> that is it. Okay, so we've got those two. Who's going to be joining them? Who's your third choice on the island? Third choice is, is a bit of a no-brainer, but still a bit of a surprise. It's Tommy Robinson. What could you possibly have against Tommy <laughs> Robinson? <laughs> Where the, can I start? Maybe the clothes he wears? No. Um, no, I mean, that's a no-brainer. I think the dude's a twat. <laughs> <laughs> so that goes without saying. He's an absolute idiot. Um, but you know what's so funny? I feel like he's the type of guy who, if he sees a black person, he will try and suck up to them to be like, hey, you know, hey, it's me, Tommy, I'm not, I'm not racist, we're yeah. cool, right? You know? And that is what would rub me up the wrong way. It's like, mm. if you are going to be totally sold out to your views be you know don't try and don't don't try and act like you're not that kind of guy you know what i'm saying yeah. be that 100 percent. i'd rather respect you if i know where i stand with you but if mm. i don't know where i stand with you because you're kind of like trying to suck up to me because hey you see i'm the only black guy in the room or the only black guy in the island 
then yeah. that's where the problems are going to arise because you can't insult my intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have yeah. a big, big, big issue because I know behind my back, you're going to be chatting a whole bunch of rubbish about me. So that's <laughs> where that comes. I would not want to be on an island with someone who I can't trust. So mm. that's, what that, that's where that comes from. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just, yeah, it's that sort of weird thing of going... I'm not a racist. No, I'm not a racist. I just think that England should only be full of white people <laughs> and no one else. And, you know, if that makes me racist, well, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's exactly that, that's what makes exactly. me racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's exactly it in a nutshell, man. That's exactly yeah. it. And I, that's, I, I, that's why I don't like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even the fact that he's not, he's not even, it's not even his real name, is it? He's called like Stephen Yaxley Lennon or something. Yeah, he's got like some so. next name. That so makes like, him sound even... foreign as well. So it's just like, yeah. dude, where are you? <laughs> yeah, so he's even like hiding behind like a sort of more British name. Yeah. And, uh... Where's this energy coming from? <laughs> yeah. And he lives in Luton, which is very multicultural. Because Luton, mm. where well, I live in Stevenage now, Luton's literally down the road for me. Yeah. And Luton has a, you know, is it's a lot of different ethnicities there maybe back in the day it didn't in his time you know when mm. he was coming up but he's not that old though is he i mean no, it's not like no, he's not true i think it's one of those things is yeah normally it's like you know fear of the other comes from having sort of not met yeah. other people of different ethnicities and stuff but when you're surrounded by them you're generally like oh yeah everything's fine yeah. but, you know, you oh i like, from down the road he's cool you know what i'm saying like yeah. oh, this person or that but but i i could never get into the mind of um, a racist. I don't know where that kind of energy stems no. from. I, I don't yeah. know what goes through their head that you see another person of another colour or ethnicity or race or whatever and you immediately don't like them. And that's probably because I face racism in my life that may, that's probably where that stems from. Maybe mm. if I was, you know, living where my mum and dad grew up and back home in Nigeria and like suddenly a whole bunch of white people just came in maybe that I would have those kind of you know mm. views god forbid I do but maybe that would you know but I, I I'm glad I don't I'm glad I don't yeah. ever see myself in that kind of superiority way kind of like, you know but I think so much of it is obviously so delusional like yeah. you know they're always kind of banging on about like oh you know like the white man's under threat and you're like Look, I don't want to, you know, obviously I do have a certain amount of stuff in, in common with Tommy Robinson and that, you know, I'm a white heterosexual male. And I'm like, already that's like, you've got such an easy hand dealt to you in life. Yeah. Like, what, you know, you can't complain about that. You're like, what, you're under threat? You're not. You're like the least under threat exactly. person in the world. Like, dude, it's like, dude, I can walk down a white neighbourhood as a black guy, get attacked. I can even go to a black neighbourhood, yeah, and I'll still get attacked. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if anyone's under threat, it's me. I'm like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm definitely under threat. I, I, I'm, I, I can't, again, you know, dismiss any struggles that any other rest, race uh, goes through. But, yeah, I don't think that um, white people in England are under threat. In no way. No. Yeah, you don't get stopped by the police, uh, like, five times <laughs> in an hour. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because for someone who's sort of meant to be like, you know, in his mind, he's like forwarding the advancement of the white race. And you're right. like, there's no one makes me more ashamed than <laughs> to be like English. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh God, I wish I wish there was just even like French or something. Just some just some bit removed from him right now would be nice. You know? Yeah. 
Absolutely, man. And so add him to the island. I mean, obviously, you and him are going to have issues. I mean, he, he, as you said, like he might quite, he might be right that he'd do that weird thing of kind of being like, no, no, I'm not racist and trying to get along and stuff. Mm. But I mean, you've got such feisty. I can't think of. We get a lot of different people picked on this island. I mean, on this podcast. But I mean, you've got probably the three feistiest I've heard for quite <laughs> yeah, a while. I don't know why I picked those three. <laughs> You Sometimes know, so, it's just like, oh, this guy's a dick, or this woman just annoys me, or whatever. But these are like, yeah, like grade A kind of yeah. weapons grade alpha males. I should have picked my wife. That would be the worst person. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be telling me what to do all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I reckon these other people will be telling you what to do quite a lot of the time as well. Yeah, so. they won't. They won't get far. Stubborn, stubborn as I am, they definitely won't get far. I, <laughs> I, I, I definitely ain't one to um, back down from a from an argument or a fight. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> they won't get far from that. <laughs> okay, now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Right, first one, it has to be cheese. Okay. I am a, a cheese hater. Cheese hater? I am a cheese hater. I think it is revolting. Like, And <laughs> what's so funny is like everyone else in my family absolutely loves cheese mm. like my from my sister my wife she at like all types of cheeses you know my sister comes home with the stinkiest of cheeses and she's just like oh my god this and i'm i can never wrap my head around how people can eat something that stinks <laughs> like do yeah. like do you do you eat cheese yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. Do you, and, and I'm guessing you kind of like, you, you love it to an extent. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day because we've got some cheese in the fridge. We've got a camembert in the fridge, right? And that's pretty punchy. And, yes. But I remember going to France on holiday once and like my mum and a relative eating some of this and just and trying a bit and just being like, you know, having to spit it out and go, I can't, how can anyone, this just tastes bad, I don't understand it. And as I got older, I wonder if it's just like your taste buds just get bored. It's like if you keep eating stuff, it's like there's some weird sort of pusher part of your taste buds going, oh yeah, you like that? Here, I've got some stronger stuff. <laughs> you know? I don't it's like weed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it works otherwise, because it doesn't make any sense. Cause... I don't know how it works. I, You know what happened to me when I was in France? I went into a supermarket mm. and I'm wandering around and I'm like, oh my God, someone must have farted. And I'm really like, ah, oh, like how could someone fart in a supermarket? I turn around <laughs> and there's a whole aisle mm. of cheeses and so I was just like, okay, that explains it. I wandered into that aisle. But I can't wrap my head around it. You taste something that smells of fart. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, this is nice. How? How does that work? And I'm glad I don't like it because of that fact. <laughs> there are a lot of weird things about it, though. Like, I totally get why it's weird because there can be cheeses that you like to eat, but I still don't really want to smell it. Like, smelling it, I wouldn't go, you know, like if I had a blindfold on, I'm like, that's not something I want to eat, you know. But yeah. to eat it is different. And sometimes you see them all laid out there on a board, and you're just like, they just look like these things you'd collect in a forest or something, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, just sort of like weird little things that would be stuck to the side of a tree, and you're like, is that a yeah, mushroom? Yeah. Is that what is that? I don't even, even see. Wear it around your neck like a gemstone or a crystal or something. <laughs> it just, they just oh ah ah. But again, like I said, my sister and my wife, they are cheese fanatics. Like my sister, like she. She throws, like, cheese and wine parties for her, her and her friends. I'm just like, you're from mm. Tottenham. What the flip are you doing throwing cheese and wine parties? That's not what we do. <laughs> but, that, but that's what she's on, you know what I mean? 
And just, yeah. So that would be, um, if there was any food that I would be so upset at seeing on a desert island, it would be cheese. 100%. And then and with your wife then, her being a cheese lover and you hating it, I mean, does it cause any friction in the house? Do you have to like get her to keep it in a special section of the fridge or anything or like seal it up? Or I mean, uh, yeah, just don't keep it like, you know, the little sections by the door, like, mm. you know, the little those sections there. I'm like, don't keep it right at, at the front because that's the first thing you open and that's the first thing that hits your nose. Yeah. So keep it, so, let's keep yeah. it far back within the fridge. Um, in terms of like eating and stuff, it doesn't cause friction because I just, she knows not to put any cheese on my stuff. So if we're doing like, let's say a lasagna, mm. she knows my half that I'm going to have, just no, no cheese on my half, just cover it with the white sauce <laughs> and any cheese that's kind of spills over, you take that bit, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but one thing I'm glad is that my son eats cheese and I'm like, mm. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, if yeah. anyone's going to suffer out of me and you, I'll let you suffer. <laughs> so, yeah, my son, he's a big cheese eater. But, yeah, yeah it doesn't cause friction because she knows. Because I had uh, two friends who used to live together and one of them was a vegetarian. So at Christmas, he was like, there's not much special food for me as a vegetarian compared to the rest of the year. So he'd like treat himself and buying loads of cheeses. And one year he went all out and he bought like a giant Stilton for himself. And my oh. other friend hated it so much, he made him keep it in the shed. So every time he wanted some cheese, he had to like go out to the shed. <laughs> and then, you know, which is quite an extreme version. So it's like, I wondered if something similar was happening. But I, no, I do I'm get not. it. I, I think it is a, it's like the most common divisive food. Do you know what I mean? There's lots of things right. that people don't like, like, I don't know, oysters or whatever, but they're not like an everyday thing that you'd all have around, you know, but cheese is like everywhere. Yeah. And on a desert island as well, I mean, you know, when it gets all sweaty and oh. hot. <laughs> have you even have you ever had blue cheese? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I accidentally ate that once. <laughs> so I thought it was um garlic like garlic and herb dip. Right. So I had okay. I, I had wings in it, I had buffalo wings. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, like oh yeah, the garlic and herb dip. I've dipped I've like literally covered the wing in that <laughs> and I've tasted it and I immediately spat it out was just like what like this garlic sauce has gone off and then the person was just like no that's blue cheese I'm like blue cheese blue cheese is blue now like what the flip? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah that doesn't it's, make yeah. sense as well cuz I mean it looks like something that you should throw in a bin and that's again like something I hated when I was little and now I'm like oh I'm just I need excitement in my life. Here we go. Are you one of those people that can actually like bite a whole piece of cheese? No, I say I one of those people. That. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, can you literally bite a whole? Piece I wouldn't of bite cheese? a huge chunk. I probably I just have a little, you know, a little bit on a cracker or or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go crazy. So yeah, French people go crazy over cheese, mm. boy. They'll bite the shit out of cheese. Yeah, <laughs> cheese, yeah. You like. have a cheese course in France, and it's like. Well, this is, I mean, you guys are serious. This is a lot. I mean, I probably would have ordered, <laughs> ordered something sweet if I knew. I mean, I like this, but I mean, this is a whole big plate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nasty. Okay, fair enough. And what would you wash it down with? What would your drink choice be? To be honest, I'm not a big fizzy drink uh, uh, drinker. So mm-hmm. it, like any fizzy drink, but I'd say the worst of the worst is Coke. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a controversial choice because, I mean, obviously it's it would be world's favourite beverage probably, isn't it, mm, soft drink? Yeah. I, I'm, I've lately, especially in, from like my 20s till now, um, yeah, I've just kind of... I don't drink Coke unless I'm using it as a, cha- 
as a chaser mm. with like a um like Hennessy or something if I'm saying alright let me chill out and have like yeah. a cognac let me drink it with that let me chase it with that that's the only time I'll do it because of the flavour but to just drink hell no that is yeah horrible <laughs> <laughs> I know there's people probably listening now like what's wrong with this guy you know he doesn't like cheese he doesn't like coke yeah man fizzy drinks I just nah man I can't do it it's one of those things that is, it's good if you don't like them because I mean like it's got so much bad stuff in it like isn't it like you can clean coins with it if you just leave you can, some, clean, like... you can clean your toilet with it yeah like you can make your toilet look brand new from time it can make your toilet look brand new and i've seen some nasty toilets in people's houses <laughs> yeah from time it can make your toilet look spanking brand new yeah. it's not supposed to be inside your belly trust it's, me it's very weird isn't it and it's yeah. and it's made of vegetables somehow isn't it it's like a vegetable drink if you read the label it's like oh yeah it's like I don't oh, know. I didn't know that. Apparently, it's like vegetable based. I don't know how you get from like. Oh, the vegans are gonna go crazy. Yeah, coke, coke, coke. <laughs> nah, not for me, man. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah, that. I, I think that drink is out of all out of all the fizzy drinks. That's the that's the worst. Hmm. I used to. Uh, I went to a phase of drinking rum and coke, and I just got the worst hangovers ever. And I think part <laughs> of it was because of all the sugar and caffeine in the. And the, the rum. Yeah, well, the rum as well. But I mean, it's like I could drink rum on its own and not be too bad. If I drink it with oh, yeah. Coke, it's like the next day I'm just laying in bed shivering, just going, oh, God, I've got to reevaluate some things, you know? It's probably like, the caffeine making you, giving you a buzz and the rum, like, slowing you down. Yeah. Because we used to do that. I used to drink uh, rum and Red Bull. Mm. And that's a terrible combination yeah. because like I said the other one is trying to speed your heart race up and the, and the rub is trying to slow you down so yeah. yeah that would mess people up back in the day yeah so much so, caffeine yeah, and stuff exactly at my workplace we used to because uh, I work in a radio station and they used to have like yeah. three cans of coke in reception and stuff and like not that many people would actually drink it all the time but the people who drank diet coke they were like addicted properly addicted so like those, those people make me sick but yeah. carry on don't you <laughs> <laughs> carry on I mean I mean not stop your phone no but it was you? like watching like someone have withdrawal symptoms if say like whoever was responsible for filling up if like the delivery hadn't arrived there'd be people yeah. at their desk being like is there any Diet Coke yet is there any Diet Coke yet yeah and like I've seen people who are like really into coffee not get that bad and maybe it's like yeah. a Diet Coke specifically, but they were clucking, just like waiting for their hit. It's crazy. And this is at like 9.30 in the morning where even thinking of a fizzy drink makes me kind of like, you know, makes my teeth itch, you know? Dude, where I used to, well, well where I work, I've seen people like 8 a.m. Hmm. crack open a can of Coke. And I'm like, do you, you have no morals. <laughs> <laughs> like you just... You're just the worst of the worst. Like, yeah. at this time of the morning, you're cracking open a can of Coke. Yeah. You just don't care about life. You know what I mean? But yeah. What would your parents say if they saw this? <laughs> oh, my mum would go crazy. <laughs> my mum would, yeah. would lose her mind. Yeah. But even now, my wife, like, um, because my wife's Jamaican, uh, they, they're, they're really big on their juices. Right. So they make a lot of fresh juice and mm. stuff like that. And so... I've gotten into the habit, because of my wife, I've actually got into the habit of making fresh juice. Like, even before, um, you know, you know, coming here to talk to you, mm. I made, like, fresh pineapple and ginger juice. You know mm. what I'm saying? Just because. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm on more now. Don't get it twisted. I'm not healthy or anything. Like, <laughs> I will cane a whole bottle of Hennessy. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and eat, like, 
500 chicken wings but like in terms of in terms of drinks yeah man the coke thing the diet coke thing just like you said before i've seen that same thing mm. where people like lose their lose their mind over that yeah, yeah i don't know what weird. it is but i don't know what that's got in it but i ain't trying to i ain't trying to taste that <laughs> Also, given the personalities on your island, the last thing you want to give them is loads of caffeine and sugar. You know what I'm saying? Get them all hyped up. You know what I'm saying? So they can start swearing and attacking me. Hell no, man. <laughs> I'll give them cheese if that's what they like. I'll be like, yeah, kill yourself on the cheese, but the Coke, no. Fair enough. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N ads.com. Now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's Mm. entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One's your least favorite film of all time and the other's your least favorite song. What are they and why are they so bad? Um, least favourite film has to be... I hate horrors yeah. and it would have to be The Exorcist. I think that is the worst film ever made. Um, it's like the poster boy for horror films really, isn't it? I, I cannot... And you know what's so funny is like my sister introduced me to that film. She was just like, okay, like you've got to watch this film. She was like, I'm only going to let you watch this once because it's really scary. <laughs> and then I watched it and I probably got through, like, it, obviously the, 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 you know, the most iconic scene, like the mm. bedroom scene. I, I, I got through like five minutes of that and I was just like, yeah, I can't watch this. <laughs> so to this day, I've not watched the film in its entirety. No, it's, I, I it's haven't actually. It's that scary. It's so, oh God, I hate it. It's the sort of, it feels like I mean I never watch any horror films because I'm the same. I'm like, why would I want to feel like that? I mean, like fear and terror is something that your body does when it really has to. When something bad happening, there you go. Like, I don't want to invite that into my house. I want laughter and like <laughs> fun, you know, nice things. You know, like that doesn't make me a baby. I'm just like I just want I want good feelings in my home. Who goes out their house going? You know what I want to de- happen to me today? I want to be scared out my life. You know what I'm saying? No one does that. It's so weird. You're like to experience that feeling. Maybe it's just because you can. You know, you can experience that feeling safely, but like. I don't know, I'd just not be able to... You know, like, I watch something horrible on the news, I can't stop thinking about it, you know. It's exactly. Like, and especially after you have kids, you get even more, like, funny about oh, yeah. stuff, don't you? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. It's weird. There's definitely, like, a certain kind of horror fan, isn't it? And there seems to be more than ever now. Like, loads and loads of horror films coming out. And, and at least, I think, in the old days, maybe they were, like, more creepy, you know? Like, The Shining is quite a good film. It's, like, eerie, but yeah, it's not, like, yeah. going to stay with you forever. Whereas, like, now, right. like... I hear people who like horror films, they'll tell me about ones they watch. I'm like, this is mental. Like, like, this is, <laughs> Why did, did you watch that? <laughs> what, in your own time? Out of choice? <laughs> like, okay, so we did, um, we did Gogglebox, mm. uh, Celebrity Gogglebox. I was with Mo. And um, so we, they made us watch It, mm. the, the second part. Now, I've not watched the first part, uh, the whole, like, the, the whole yeah. film. But I made us watch the second part. And there is a scene I couldn't watch on the day of filming. But judging from Mo's reaction, 
it was messed up. <laughs> it was really messed up. Because just the suspense of the scene, like he was inviting one girl to come to come closer to him so that he uh, she can see his face. And as soon as like she got really, really close, apparently he ate her. I say apparently because I didn't, I did not look at the screen. I was a baby. I turned away. But judging from Mo's reaction, it was really bad because he was yeah. just like, ah, like screaming his head off. So I'm just like, that's why I don't watch horrors. Yeah. I just don't get why you would want to have that reaction willingly. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things to be scared of in the world right now. I don't need there to like go. add like a weird little clown who lives in a drain to my list of like yeah. things to be scared about. Exactly. And, and just like you said, even though I didn't watch the scene, I couldn't get that clown's image out of my head. Mm. And it was bad because when I was putting my son to sleep, I could just picture that clown. So I was just like, oh my God, I really had to like, really had to like concentrate and be like, all right, son, good night. You know, give yeah. him a kiss and stuff like that and just walk out of his room. And like, I must've put like three nightlights on just so the room was <laughs> well lit. You know what I'm like Las Vegas in there, just yeah. like covered in neon. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I don't, yeah. Horror films, I don't know. Fans that are like of horrors, they're, they're, they're a weird bunch of people. Uh, mm. I'm glad yeah. I'm not one of them. I mean, I just wish I was like, maybe they just, you know, have that kind of mentality that they can just brush it all off and it doesn't affect them. And, I, you know, I'd love to be like that, but like... No, Sticks just, with us. Yeah, I'm neurotic <laughs> and I internalise it all, you know. I'm just, yeah. Like, I'm always worried. I'm just like, what does it say on the label of this food? Oh, there's a lot, too much salt in this, you know. I'm like worrying That's like it. that. You know, I don't yeah, need to yeah. I don't need same. clowns. Yeah, we're the same, bro. We're the same, man. <laughs> <laughs> Some people will call us babies, but we're not, bro. We're, we're strong, man. We're strong. Good, good. Thanks for the reassurance, man. <laughs> Okay, what what would your song choice be? Any song from Bruno Mars. Mm, interesting. Okay. I I I just don't I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's a there's a fine line between me like with, with with me whereas if you make songs that are a bit too happy, I just can't get with it, man. <laughs> mm, yeah. I need a little bit of gangster rap in there somewhere, you know. What I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, Bruno Mars to me just he just gets on my nerves, man. I can't stand him. I feel like he, he's sort of like a human action figure, isn't he? He's so sort of yes. like shiny oh God, and yes. white clean, you know? Yes. It's like there's something too, it's not right. I don't know. It's too like, clean. Yeah, it looks like he's sort of made of rubber or something. It's like, I yes, I feel like he's no stubble. No, like he's made in a lab or something somewhere. Like Simon yeah, Cowell probably got a big lab underground. Yeah, most likely. Underground laboratory. <laughs> and his hair's always so shiny. Mm. And he's always having the best time, isn't he? Just skipping along, just not a care in the world, little Bruno Mars. Yeah, just having a lovely like, who's time. Who's that happy? Yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like something you'd hang on your key ring, you know, just like a little, <laughs> like a little mascot or something. <laughs> I think that's the best one I've heard. Yes. <laughs> something that you would hang on your key ring, 100%. Yeah, man, he's way too shiny for me. Mm. I thought we left the shiny suits back in, like, the P. Diddy era. Remember yeah. when P. Diddy used to have all the shiny suit and the shiny videos and mm. stuff like that? Yeah. And so just having Bruno Mars, especially when he wears those big-ass aviators, mm. I just get someone else. Yeah. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like... Um... You know, I think a while ago you could be in the charts and have like a poppy song that would still have a bit of edge to it. Do you know what I mean? But then That's right. there's a lot of, I know it's like 
people have got to make so much money that they're taking out any risk factor anyway. And he seems to kind of be the end result. You get to Bruno Mars and, and no one's offended, you know, and, and even yeah. like your auntie's like, well, you know, I like a tune I can whistle along to, you know, he's, he seems like a nice young man, you know, and that, yeah. that's, that's it really. <laughs> yeah. There's bubble gum. Mm. He is literally, but he is pop, pop, like old school pop. Yeah. Yeah, especially that twenty four. What's that? Twenty four uh, carat magic or whatever, mm. whatever that dumb song is. That song. That's the song I really hate. Mm. I hate that song. The twenty four magic or whatever, whatever that song. Yeah, is, I hate that song. Yeah, like if I, I'd go to a concert of his just to boo him. <laughs> for, <laughs> that's how much I don't like Bruno Mars, and I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm mm. I'm pretty sure he's a cool guy, but mm. I don't trust any guy at his age that doesn't have a little bit of stubble. Mm. Like he's just. <laughs> Clean shaven, bro. Mm. Like, <laughs> like he waxes his face. I can't trust him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I sort of yeah. imagine like he sort of goes home and instead of going to sleep in a bed, he has like you know like when you get an action man and they come in those sort of plastic, you know, attached to the cardboard. <laughs> he just like stands against the wall and the sort the of plastic. Wall. He just goes back into the plastic. And the next to day, he comes himself. Out. Yeah, he's yeah. all smooth down there, you know, and he comes out <laughs> and like a load of assistants just like stick his clothes onto him. Yeah. He ain't got no chest hair. You can tell he ain't got no chest hair. No, no chest hair, no armpit hair, no pubes. No. No, He's just clean shit. Yeah, nothing He's that just got any odours or anything. Just no, like... like, he smells of raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him, man. I cannot stand him. It's oh, funny that God. after the list of people that you've picked, like he's the one that uh, you're getting really worked up about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not right? even Tommy Robinson annoyed you as much as Bruno no, Mars. Yeah, but you know what? I think it's because... When um, Bruno Mars came out with whatever album he came mm. out with recently, that album, I couldn't, like, you couldn't escape it. Yeah. And so that's why I can't stand it. Mm. Plus, my wife loves it. <laughs> so any, anything that my wife loves, I'm just against, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is in marriage. The, at the beginning, it's all wonderful. And then, like, you know, <laughs> after a while, it's, ah, oh, get the hell out of my face. Even though you still love him. So, yeah, I think that's why I cannot stand Bruno Mars. For the life of me. Fair enough. And you know Simon Cowell's going to tell you, what you're like, oh yeah, but you know, actually behind the music he's uh, this and tell you all the stories and go, oh yeah, it's actually very clever the way he's done this. And you're like, shut up, Simon. Yeah, shut, shut up. your mouth, Simon. <laughs> no one's there. Now. Just go back to looking weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we'll move on from Bruno Mars then. Finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Has to be... Mice slash rats. Okay. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. I mean, if there's one animal that doesn't know when it's overstayed its welcome, mm. it's, it's, it's rats and mice. Yeah. <laughs> probably, uh, probably not. And let me not uh, say rats because it's rare that you see an actual rat, mm. but mice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are the most annoying. And thank God I don't actually uh, have any mice in my house mm. right now. But when I, because I grew up in, obviously, like I told you before, I grew up in Tottenham. And so that whole area was just overrun mm. with mice. Like everybody, every single person had mice. Um, but my mum was so stubborn because she doesn't, she doesn't like animals at all. So instead of getting like a mm. cat, like a normal person would, yeah. so that, you know, they can catch these mice and, you know, either keep them out of your house. My mum was just like, we ain't getting nothing. You know, she's my mum's typical strong Nigerian woman. She was like, We are not getting any animals in this house. <laughs> and so we had I was just like, So you're not gonna get a cat, but you're cool with like 
mice just running in and out of this house whenever they please. And my mum was yeah. just like, well, you know, the mice back home in Nigeria, we would just step on them. And I was just like, then why don't you kill these mice then? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but she would not do anything. Um, so, yeah, I hate mice. I absolutely hate mice because of that. Although, do you know what? I mean, I don't have mice in my house until my cat brings the fucking things into my house so like to I be see. honest you know like, <laughs> he brought one in the other night and i was just and he's so useless he's like he'll bring it in and he's just like i'm just toying with this thing and then he'll look he'll put it on the floor and he just walks off for a bit and then he's surprised that it's run away somewhere and i've got to then catch it and i'm like dude and then i've got to hide it somewhere in the garden i've got to lock him in hide it outside somewhere and like, hope my neighbours don't think I'm weird just walking around with a Tupperware at like in the garden at like ten o'clock at night, <laughs> like hiding this little mouse. Being like, quick, run, run, and you know, my get cat, out of here. Yeah, and then the rest of the night, my cat's just like, what's going on? Hey, is it under? Did you have it? What? It's, it's, you know, it's so weird. Yeah, I see. I was gonna pick cats. I was gonna pick cats. I was gonna say cats are the biggest yeah. dicks, but yeah. I have a personal vendetta against mice, so that's why. And I've never had a cat, so I don't know firsthand. How bad it is, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I love cats, but they're dicks as well, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> I saw this thing. My my son was watching this uh, Pixar film about rats, and it was like, yeah. um, and it said in it like, oh yeah, like dogs look up to humans, cats look down on humans, and rats right. see themselves as equals. And I was like, <laughs> it made a lot of sense. I had a little like, yeah, you nailed it, Pixar. That's, that's so that's, true. That sounds right, you know. <laughs> That's actually so true. Yeah, that is so damn true. Also, they're clever as well. Like, rice and, uh, mice and rats are, you know, they're really, like, intelligent for what they are. So, like, yeah. it's hard to... That's why they kind of get to places that should be mice and rat proof, you know, because they that's can sort right. of work out a way around it. So you And, always... dude, like, if, if you lay a trap for them and you get them the first time but they escape, they learn. Mm. They learn from it. Like, because... Yeah. We must have stuck like uh, sticky mats down mm. back back in the day. We stuck the sticky mats down, and um, one of the mice got caught. But I was so scared that I couldn't bring myself to like, you know, pick up the sticky mat and throw it outside or you know throw yeah. it in the bin or whatever. Yeah. So I had to wait until my mum got home. But by the time my mum got home, it had escaped. Oh, so man. then the second time we put the fresh uh, mats down, yeah. we started learning that. They've been jumping over them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because we had like we had like two. Yeah, we had like two mice, and they've been jumping over them. So they learn. Now they've got sticky feet, and they can climb the walls as well. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Like Spider-Man. they evolved, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why I hate them. And um, funny enough, when we moved into this house in Stevenage, uh, I went into my attic, and then I saw one, mm. and I nearly fell out my attic. That's how bad I hate them. But then it had made its way downstairs into my office. <laughs> and so it was in my office. One day I'm like doing work and I just see something run across my desk. Yeah. I screamed the whole house down. And I'm such I'm such a pussy. My wife had to like <laughs> my wife had to like put the sticky mat down, get it, and then I was just re- I refused to go in the living room. I mean sorry, into my office to get it yeah so i'm just a big wuss man i think what this all says about me next time you go in it's going to be it's going to be typing at your desk we're like ah i've been expecting you sit there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what this shows about me is that i i'm, I'm a wuss uh, that's what it shows there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that at all 
well, Babatunde, thank you so much for sharing your dicks with us today. It's been a pleasure having you on. Um, now, obviously, things are loosening up a bit with lockdown, etc. But I mean, it's still a bit weird. I mean, where's the best place to sort of see and hear more from you? Well, at the moment, um, like I said, you know, Gogglebox is, is Celebrity Gogglebox on Channel 4. 9pm is, um, that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, but social media, please, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram, Babatunde Comedian. And on Twitter, it's Babatunde Comedy on Twitter because you, mm-hmm. my name's too damn long. I couldn't even fit <laughs> Comedian in there. So, <laughs> yeah, on Twitter, it's Babatunde Comedy. But Instagram is Babatunde Comedian. So, yeah, follow me on social media. Brilliant. Nice one. Thank you for coming on and sharing your choices with us today, mate. Yeah, man. It's been a pleasure, man. I've enjoyed it. (laughs) Thank you. Cheers.